This is a show about individual experience and personal identity. There may be times when folks use identifying words or phrases that don't feel right to you. That's part of what we're exploring here. Please listen with an open heart, and as always, I welcome your polite, engaged feedback, and I encourage you to continue the conversation in your own life and with your own community. Welcome to Query. Hey, Queeros, Cammy here. I'm recording this, and I still don't know exactly who will be president. But I think you can hear a slight bit of optimism in my voice today on the podcast. We've got Jess Solomon and Iman El Husseini. They are a married queer couple who also do stand up together and just happen to be Jewish and Palestinian. Well, one is Jewish and one is Palestinian. More on that in this conversation. Have a wonderful day. I've been feeling wrong, but I'm still I just have my phone propped up on my dog's steroids because my poor sweet puppy no. got, what happened? Um, got stung by a bee in the face. Oh, no. The face. She's okay. But okay. It did, she did look like a monster. <laughs> no. Did she swell up like crazy? Yeah. Yeah, she really did. Her whole little face got closed, just closed oh. right up. Oh, um, my God. But hello, you two. Hi. I, uh... <laughs> I always have folks introduce themselves. Will you introduce yourself? Yeah, sure. I'm Iman El Husseini. And I'm Jess Solomon. We're both comedians. That's right. From Canada. That's right. We, We've been in New York also for four years. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We moved We moved to America just before Trump was elected. So uh, that was that was a great, great <coughs> timing. Um, but, you know, we'll see where things are at maybe I don't I don't want to say I don't you know today is they're still counting for yeah, whenever this, this comes Thursday. out Thursday yeah after this, this is Tuesday Thursday, November fifth so yeah um, I'm sure that we're gonna have more information <laughs> by the time this podcast comes out mate like what if we didn't I but don't anyway, know. hello ne- Nevada is um, still at like they're counting one percent of the vote every twenty four yeah, hours exactly. yeah um, but yeah we're so uh, we're two different people that are both comedians that also have got married and have a duo act. And so the duo act name is the L Solomons. That's right. Cause you're L Husseini. I'm Solomon. It, it was, was a hashtag at our wedding. That's right. And we, the email we use for our duo act was our wedding email. So, I mean, we've been married a while now, but we, we still accept gifts. And, um, and we started a cartoon account on Instagram with the name of the L Solomons. And now it's like, we, it, it's, I wouldn't call it a brand, maybe an empire. The thing is, <laughs> is that we started working together. We started working together. Yeah. We didn't want to. We did not. Somebody wa- should work with their spouse. No. You don't um, want to do that. So we. Uh, when you said you didn't want to, what was, what forced your hand? People, people, the industry and fans. No one was interested in us separately. Which is very insulting. <laughs> very insulting since we did stand up like on our own uh, for, a for like a decade. A long time. Least, you know? yeah. And we, for, for th- we go on stage banter for five minutes, nothing prepared and everybody's like, this is the greatest thing. Oh yeah. And you're like, what about the 10 years of work that I have behind me? As an individual. Yeah. How did you two meet? At a comedy club uh, in Montreal? Uh, yeah. Iman was already a couple years in. She was working at the club and doing stand-up. And I came on the scene. Um, you know, there were not many women in comedy. It's we a small four. scene already in English there in were Montreal. Four women. <laughs> yeah. It was you, me, Deanne Smith, Smith, and Heidi Foss. And you. So and, uh, you, were and the... you were the only straight one. And I was straight yeah. back then. Back then. Until me, Cameron. Thank you. Hi, sure. Um, <laughs> also, I think Deanne actually identifies as non-binary these days. So that's yeah, um, correct. Oh, yeah, a gentleman um, elf, I believe. Just mentioning yeah. that. Would you say a gentleman elf? I think is. Um, but I also, you just mentioned something that sort of like got away. Uh, that I do think is interesting because mm-hmm. um, you said in the English clubs that yeah. you were in the English speaking rooms, and I've been to Montreal enough to know that. Um, so it's like pretty interesting vibe going on there, not just like 
I remember the first time I went to Montreal and I was like, sure, it's like French, but it's not like French. And then you get there and no, the answer is like, oh no, it's no, it's French. Like it's like French. (laughs) Um, So (laughs) yeah, uh, very, very French. And also sometimes I forget that like stand-up is actually an American export. Like Mm -hmm. it's one of the few arts that we are responsible for. Um, And I was there the last time I was at Just for Laughs, which is this huge festival that goes on in Montreal, comedy festival. I was there and I was talking to folks who were talking about like the French comics who were trying to train to like play American rooms Mm -hmm. and how that is a huge change that's happening. So when you were there, how how many folks were, were doing like English and then maybe also American ish stand up because there's also like a difference. Like in the UK, they do stand up like completely differently. Yeah. I mean, we, we both started off in English speaking comedy clubs and um, we were curious about the French comedy clubs because they treat comedians well. (laughs) They pay them. It's it's a real career in French. It's really like Like, open mics are paid. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. There's a school. No, this is what somebody was telling me. Now I'm remembering what was like. So right. There's a school. You get paid for open (laughs) mics. Oh my God. What else? It's huge, so huge. You uh, have the like, best story. Really you've, got, you've got to share that story from the oh. festival when Chappelle was there. Oh, yeah. Well, no, yeah. I would also just say, like, the green room, there's, like, a fridge stocked Did with, you- like, you know, beers and sodas and seltzers and whatever. And um, it's very funny that that is also on night. the list. That that's also on the I list know. of things that make it like incredible and beyond belief. Yeah. There's, you could, there's seltzer. You could get seltzer. Yeah. I know. It feels it feels like you're like walking into an all-inclusive and you're like, wait, what do you mean? Like all of this is included? And they're like, what do you mean? It's not in English? And they're, and they're, they're, you can see them processing because, of course, like they all, a lot of them anyways, I would say a lot of French comics. I mean, you see this famously with Gad Elmaleh, who's like so huge in France and uh, like internationally in French countries. But like, I think there is a sense like if you can't make it in New York, if you can't make it in a comedy club in America, you're like, not a real stand up. You're not a real stand up. Yeah. And so they have that kind of complex in a way. And, but then you oh, explain to them, yeah, you're like, but then you explain to them, like, actually it's not quite, doesn't work quite like this. And you no, know, we don't have um, writers um, that just for laughs pays for, um, is on the French side, literally somebody. So, so just for laughs on the <laughs> I know, French side, we don't have directors. We don't have writers. Asked we don't have us if our we own wanted, sound person that travels with us. They asked us if we wanted to write a sitcom and we said, on the French side. Yeah. And we're like, Oh, sure. You know, we've been thinking about it. They're like, no, we have writers here for you. We have, I mean, it's like, like unbelievable. It. Yeah. yeah. Because the, they have and, a comedy and, award show, a, comedy, a, televised, a televised red comedy carpet award show. Some people are in their closet That's about what? their relationship. That, that, that lives okay. where? Like it's on television. on television. Yeah. In Quebec. So, but the, the reason for all of this is because there's money to be made because the Quebecois audience consumes all of their entertainment in French. In French. So it's like a very captive, uh, excited market that cares about their culture and they want stuff in their own language. Whereas the rest of Canada is like, if it's not made in America, we don't care. Like they don't tune in to the same degree. So people are caring. They're watching. They make stars there. The media, like people are secretive about their relationships and with other comedians because like actually then the news might cover it. You know what I mean? Like Her friend, she has a good friend on the French side yeah. who was actually on the cover of Elle magazine. Do they, El do they have El Quebec? Yeah, El Quebec. On the cover, like you go she to the grocery store and you're like, she's she on the cover. She can't walk on, around yeah. like without getting recognized. But then in the English part of Montreal, which is like a very small like world that we grew up in, um, nobody knows who she is. Like, that, it's just like, it's like a complete separation. Like you can walk to another side of town and nobody knows who you are because English speakers in Montreal don't watch stuff in French. And just to cap off all of this comparison, you have to tell oh, yeah. what happened so with Dave Chappelle. So very briefly, when Dave Chappelle came back to comedy, he um, ca- came back at the Just for Laughs Festival. He, they gave him a week of shows at the big theater and he did a warm-up surprise set, like the Midnight Surprise Show at that small theater, Theater St. Catherine. And he went on 
at the end of Midnight Surprise, did like an hour. And I wasn't there. This is a secondhand information. But anyways, after the show, he asked um, the host, who is a really well-known comic in Quebec and known someone in English named Mike Ward. He's, he's from, one of the guys that does it in both French and English, but yeah. he's an actual legit celeb in, in Quebec. And um, and so I guess Dave Chappelle wanted to go to the strip club. So they, M- Mike Ward and like, I don't know, like a, a, some people, they went over to the strip club that was closing at that point because it was like three or four in the morning. And then, um, but they just, they kept it open for them. And they sat down at the table and um, one of the dancers came over to Dave Chappelle and was like, can you believe Mike Ward is here? No idea. No idea who Dave Chappelle is, but it's just, it's another world, you know? I like this. I like love that. That's hilarious. And And I think it's fun for Dave Chappelle too. I mean, to not be, yeah, not to be in the Yeah, it sounds like a relief to be honest. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, Where are you from? Montreal. Well, I was born in the Middle East. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm. So the other thing is, uh, in, uh, that is part of our life. It's not it's part of our act, but it's actually our life too. Um, I'm Jewish and Iman is Palestinian and Muslim. Um, I did so know that. We talk about I didn't, that in our comedy. And Yeah. I didn't know you, so, were, you were born there. I was no. born in Kuwait. In Kuwait. And moved to Canada when I was 10 years old. And... Jess, what about where were you? Oh, I'm I was born in Montreal. But she's also not only is she Canadian uh, and Jewish. Oh yeah. Your mother comes yeah. from Peru. Yeah. I so she with... speaks Spanish fluently. This is, this is the less obvious thing about me. I think, this is why you know, I thought you're... she was a spy when we first met. Oh yeah. Right? You came to sabotage my career. I thought she was sent by Israel to sabotage my career. You the know, mo- when you start doing like the, the, the transition from open micer <laughs> to like getting weekend paid spots yeah. and you're just like, I'm on my way to bucks. become a celebrity. Israel was notified. They sent her. She used to be a war crimes lawyer before. Okay. I'm you're like, you're like course- my hype man right now. I know. I'm like, I can't, <laughs> of course you're coming to sabotage my career. <laughs> no, I, I was not. <laughs> That sounds like a sexier backstory, but no. When you, when you're, was this a, and I like, I've heard you do an act about this, but it's like, that's different than having a human conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, so when your families found out, well, first of all, <laughs> because Iman, you were saying you, you identify as, a, as straight at, at the time. Yeah. So is, this your, is this your first, My first queer relationship? I married my first queer relationship. Actually, I thought it was going to be a first relationship. And my first relationship in general. It's oh, true. really? Yeah. <laughs> so you identified as straight, but you just didn't didn't have relationships with folks. I, I didn't. I was I get annoyed very easily. I wasn't I never thought that I would end up in a relationship in general. I loved my solo life. I, I was on the road. I really wanted to focus on comedy. I felt like all my friends on the comedy scene when they'd have, when they'd get girlfriends, it, 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 it distracted. And, um, so I was just like, I'm so happy to just like have sex, random sex when I need to have sex and party and just really focus on comedy. And I have my like awesome group of friends and, you know, I'm traveling a lot. I'm so happy and satisfied <laughs> this way. And then, but then I realized that like all of my girlfriends who are straight married, with children today, they all slept with women. And I'm like, I'm a comedian. I'm practically a lesbian. How have I not had a fling? Wait, with- I want to hear more about that. You said something about all of your friends who are married straight women had slept with women. Yeah. What? That's correct. Are you talking about? <laughs> they had their flings. I don't know if it's a Montreal <laughs> French thing or Maybe what. Maybe it's a French thing. Um, but definitely like it was a normal thing i just remember being in turkey with my my girlfriends who are both straight and married and uh we're just sitting down and they're talking about how like amazing it is to have sex with women and i'm like what do you what all of you everybody you know and you were in turkey are these friends also are these also middle eastern friends no one of them is and the other one is 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 french canadian okay and I'm like, okay, so everybody sl- is sleeping with women and they're straight. 
maybe I should have a fling. Like I should, I'm a comedian. Like I said, practically a lesbian already. Why am I not having a fling? And then I'm, I'm super attracted to redheads. <laughs> I don't know if you could tell. It's me and Prince Harry. It's you and <laughs> Prince Harry. <laughs> and so and you always look at pictures of Prince Harry and Meghan Markle and you're like, it's us. Like, well, it no, is us. In, in you no know why way. it is us. In no way. I'll tell you why it's us. <laughs> you and Prince Harry redheads, Meghan Markle and I have the same birthday, August 4th. So I oh, mean, that that's true? enough. Also, you've both declined, you know, enormous family wealth. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm assuming. <laughs> so, um, so you'll so, meet. So you have this fling. And so no. So I see Jess, who I've been. You know, we we were acquaintances for two years. For two years, like friendly. Yeah, barely. And you identified as queer at the time. Me. Yeah. Yeah. I was, uh, yeah, I, I identified as bisexual. I mean, I, I still do, but I've been in this like monogamous lesbian marriage for so long that it just, I almost sometimes don't bother, but, um, and, or just like, as, uh, like it's just depending on the situation and for comedy, it can be easier just to say gay. Well, it's hard to say. So that's what happened. I went like full transition. I was like, Oh, I'm totally straight. Oh, I'm just into Jess. I'm just going to have a fling and go back to men. Uh, then now I'm like, there's no way I'll ever go back to men, no matter what. I don't know. That's actually really But I am attracted to them. You know what? That's the thing. We're both, exactly. Or two bisexuals in a lesbian marriage, I think, I would say. But I I did do, do, I used to do do material at being bi on stage um, for a while. Sorry, I didn't mean, you said, say that again. Oh, so I... So before Iman and I were together, I was uh, in a relationship with a woman um, who was my first relationship. And prior to that, I had only dated men. And I used to do a lot of material about being um, bisexual on on stage, like in the beginning of my comedy career. Right. Um, And when Iman and I got together, it was, um, there was a lot of breaking up she was not well ready. i i couldn't believe that i was going to fall in love with a fling you know i thought this is i'm just i'm just curious she's very attractive um and you were in love with somebody else i was she was having an affair with a married woman okay well <laughs> and anyway we couldn't be together we it's could so long. i was i was i had my heart set on someone that i couldn't be with um so when we hooked up the first night she was, she was unavailable like, and then this thing just happened I didn't expect it because Iman was straight. I didn't expect it. I didn't expect to like it as much as I have, obviously. <laughs> I mean, one thing I want to, I just want to pause for a tiny second. Cause, yeah. cause I think Iman, you said that you identify, I mean, how do you identify? I mean, I, I don't say bisexual. I just say lesbian now because I'm married to a woman and I sincerely don't know if I would go out with a man after this, but maybe I would, I don't know. But then so I, I, you identify as bisexual. And actually that is, I, I think, so we don't really do usually two people on um, query. We've done it a couple times and I'm trying to think if anybody has been a couple. I don't think so. You might be your first um, couple that I've ever, ever interviewed. It feels historic. <laughs> um, yes. Number one, obviously <laughs> we're making history. The biggest history in the United States that's being made today on Thursday, November 5th is this podcast. Yes. Um, but, Everyone's been um, waiting for this, Cameron. This is what they've been waiting for, mm-hmm. the results. Um, <laughs> but I, I think that, you know, something I'm wondering about is I'm sure there are listeners who are in like mixed identity marriages. So obviously you have this one thing that I think you talk about a lot on stage or like that's part of this sort of brand that you were referencing earlier, this like, like Jewish, Palestinian, you know, like what the heck? You know, like there's that thing, obviously huge. Mm -hmm. But I think for (laughs) like our queer folks, I wonder if, you know, like, I wonder if you could speak to um, maybe navigating identifying differently because i think that's really really interesting and i know there are going to be listeners who have that in their relationships 
Yeah. I know I've dated people who identified as bi or I've dated people who identify um, as pan or I've dated, or, you know, I've been with folks who identify as non-binary. So it's, it's, I certainly have been in mixed identity um, relationships. I'm curious yeah. about you. Yeah. I, I guess I would say I'm bisexual. I don't know. I don't, yeah, you I don't know. I really feel like I, I, um, you know, moved a lot towards gay, mm-hmm. but I guess I do. You like, almost didn't, but I don't know. You just, Iman was never with anybody, yeah. any woman before me. We got together. It seemed like it was just going to be a random drunken hookup. hookup. I was already like, I, I was in love with someone I couldn't be with. And I, I told you, I mean, well, yeah, she, so, so we hook up and she's like, by the way, if that woman comes for me, like, that's who I'm going to be in a relationship with. And yeah. I'm like, like, don't get too attached because in the event, relax, she comes back. She didn't. Um, and Iman was like, yeah, not even looking at it as like, yeah, I'm don't like, worry about it. Maybe we'll do this two more times and that's it. <laughs> I'll get it out of my system. And but then, yeah. <laughs> and then it was a very long process of negotiating. Um, well, you had never been in a relationship or in love. Well, that's it. So being so like, oh my God, my first relationship, I'm going to fall in love with this person. I'm in love with this person. It, and it's t- like in two months, we knew each other for two months. Nothing happened. Then in two no, months, we knew each other for two years, two years, I mean, and then two months of hooking up, I was like head over heels in love. And I was like so angry about it. I was so <laughs> how, pissed. How old were you? How old were you? 30, 30. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so old. 30. 30. We both, we both got into the game, the gay game. The gay, yeah. Later in life. Well, yeah. I was like Yeah. I'm actually asking because, you know, like I felt this way about my first person that I dated. It's just that I was also, you know, 19 or 20. And so like sliding someone into my, like committing to that person. Like I remember thinking like, this is who I'm going to be with forever. But it's not like I had a life where that was a sustainable thing at all. Like I was like, we were in college. We literally had never had, you know, been in the workforce. We were very young humans, like picking out our dog's names. And there was a mismatch between how serious the relationship felt and what was actually going on in my, you know, human life outside of the relationship. Not to mention the fact that actually marriage was illegal at that time, um, but oh yeah, so we couldn't have. But um, but um, we lived in Massachusetts, so yeah. while we were together, Massachusetts became the first state to legalize same-sex marriage, and we talked about it, you know. And we were like twenty, yeah, <laughs> being like, should we just go do it, you know? Um, but I think that it strikes me as like it is. It's pretty it's pretty different to, to have those feelings, those like, oh my God, you know, crushing first time feelings when you're 30, because that like, is an appropriate time to move forward. Absolutely. With a relationship. And I was I was sort of like a late bloomer. Like I lost my virginity, straight virginity at 21. You know, everything happened later. Um, straight virginity. Is, is that what yeah, you call I it? Straight so. virginity? I just never heard you say it before. Intercourse for, no, because you could still <laughs> I think do. we can. You no, know, that works. Yeah. It works. It works. Anyway. whatever we want. Yeah. But, um, so I was head over heels, uh, with this woman and, uh, it's just like, she had everything that I wanted, but not, didn't come in the package I expected. Right. And what was that like in terms of you accepting that was that I had a, how how was that it was hard for me because mainly for my parents i felt guilty you know my parents escaped wars like two wars in their lifetime came to this country sacrificed everything i mean this country canada i mean canada uh you know my mom got into like a serious depression that she's never gotten over moving to this part of the world and i'm like hey guys i'm gonna drop out of college become a comedian and i'm gonna marry a woman so so i felt so bad about it you know um although i felt bad about it out of guilt um but eventually i was just like i'm not doing anything wrong that's that the idea of like being in a gay relationship you always feel like so guilty about it and and self-conscious and um just that like people are judging you and 
which kind of, I don't know what article I read once about a woman who says like, she'll net, she, she's part of the homophobic process because she'll like never come out to like, let's say her Uber driver or, or, or whatever it is. And it's like, but you're not doing anything wrong and we have to kind of normalize it. And luckily for me, my parents are pretty liberal and they're basically in the closet about being okay about our marriage. Yeah. Like they can't show they the community. They don't want anyone to think that they're, they're not homophobic. homophobic. <laughs> Wait, so <laughs> do there, do the people in their life know that you're married? Well, they, they didn't or say anything. Are they, or is it a secret? Like they don't talk about it. I'm not, you know, a topic of conversation uh, mm. amongst the family, I guess, because everybody knows that I'm married to a woman. But like, what, at first, first, that was so funny. Yeah. There was an article in the Montreal Gazette, the local newspaper, and it mentioned that we were married and your uncle and aunt. The religious uncle and aunt that live in Canada are only in other Montreal, family in Montreal. They received the newspaper and they didn't know. And so oh, wow. they they called up your dad yes. and they said, Nabil, that's her name. Did you know that your daughter is married to a Jewish woman? Because it's in the newspaper. And he said, oh, no, I had no idea. He just pretended like he'd never heard such a thing, <laughs> even though he absolutely knew. Of course he knew, yeah. And then he got ready to pack up everything that he owned and go back to the Middle East. <laughs> he would rather go and live through war than um, deal with the reality. Deal with this, yeah. exactly. But he didn't, and it passed. But, yeah. What? Well, it's also, know. you know, it's um, very complicated that actually you probably are living just the type of life that your parents would have been moving to secure for their, their child. Totally. You know, I, I, um, I don't super know what Kuwait's vibe on um, this situation is, but I'm just going to like make a wild guess that mm -hmm, like... Mm -hmm. Maybe I my haircut would be like a bit of a conversation starter <laughs> in Kuwait. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think when we talk about that sort of stereotype of like moving someone for a better life, moving somewhere so that our kids can have a better life. Yeah. You know, you having the freedom to choose a career in the arts and to marry who you want to marry and to be open about that. Like, those are really beautiful things that... Um, that are like the kind of dream that we should, you know, that we, that I think a parent would have for their child. It's just unfortunate sometimes when the, um, when, yeah, when like bigotry gets in the way of seeing that that's true. And I'm not even saying that like your parents bigotry, but just the whole no, but, societal, no, the whole culture. Cause, cause to me, you tell me that story. I'm like, yeah, that's the story to say, like, look, we got a better life. It's just that it's usually presented as that, like, um, something very different than that, you know, right. becoming a doctor in the American, <laughs> you know, medical system and then whatever, et cetera. Yeah. But, um, it sounds like and you really, yeah. you really did benefit from the traces that they made. I did. I did. I mean, I, I, it's so funny that you, you say that cause they did travel to this country to give me exactly the, the life that I have now, but they don't realize it cause this is not what they wanted, um, for their community. Like, how are they going to brag about this, you know? Because um, <laughs> when we're a lot, like uh, when we're with them, you would think like, my parents are practically so, gay rights activists. They're so like, cool. They're we never feel, don't feel never weird being yeah, affectionate. They, they're, they're not that we're making out in front of no, them. No, but, but it's not, it's not awkward in any way. Um, you know, it, it it's really, they're really sweet. They're good. Like it's the outward. Arab hospitality thing. They're just like very nice and welcoming. And she, like Je when Jess and I had, lunch with them before we got married the lunch went so well Jess was like they're coming to the wedding for sure that was amazing that was such an amazing lunch I'm like they're not it doesn't coming mean to anything. the wedding yeah they did not come no, 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 no. that's when I called them ISIS <laughs> well you know I mean I guess <laughs> I I um this is kind of an unusual conversation because also I think just by the like self-selecting nature of the types of guests that I have on this show, like the types of guests I have on the show are often P 
people that are like very, very out. Um, and so I know this about them and they've like processed this for a long time, or they're like people who, um, they have, uh, come to me, like pitched themselves to me. And so this is also like a, I guess what I'm saying is I bet there are also a lot of people listening. Sometimes I forget that like, this is a contemporary issue because for me, um, I had this fight and it was like harrowing. I don't think it's changed. It's just that sometimes like, you know, as humans, we're selfish. It's like, I can't always see beyond my own life. Like for me, this fight was like, from when I was 20 to when I was 27, you know? So it was, it was like really long. And then now things are mostly super chill with my family, but like there was a period of time they wouldn't meet any of my partners. Well, first of all, there was a period of time they cried. Then there was a period of time they wouldn't meet any of my partners. Then there was a period of time that they would meet my partners, but it was odd, you yeah. know? Um, and now I just feel like, I think that they've lost their ability to imagine a different thing. It's just been like such a long time. Um, Do, it, I, it, it was difficult to come out to them just because are they religious, conservative? What is that? Yeah, super religious. You super went to Catholic. Catholic school. Yeah, yeah, super Catholic. So we've actually like, we've got a nice, <laughs> yeah, a nice quorum of faiths yeah. on, this, uh, right. on this call. Um, but yeah, I super mean, Catholic. And when you came out, you came out as full lesbian or was it queer or was it? Oh, I mean, at the time I didn't know the word queer really. I, um, I, I knew that I like, yeah, fell in love with a woman at my school. I had previously always been dating dudes. Um, I like came home and was just like a wreck sobbing in my bedroom, you know, for the summer when I was in college. And I kept getting boxes mailed to my parents' house that had been sprayed by my girlfriend's perfume. Like that was literally happening. Yeah. And my, my mom asked me, and I don't remember what she said. Yeah. I think she said like, are you and this person dating? And so I don't actually think I like ever identified um, as anything specifically. Back for another game. You know it. What's going on? Just one more week till Max Fun Drive. <laughs> Hard to believe. It's been a heck of a year since the last one. We're now a worker-owned co-op. We raised $50,000 for charity last year. And we've added a bunch of awesome new shows. But do you think we're ready to do it again? Absolutely. Lovely new gifts are lined up. The episodes will be amazing, and wait till everyone hears the bonus content. Yeah, plus they know to go to MaximumFun.org slash newsletter, so they're getting all the news. Oh, like that meetup day is on Thursday, March 21st. Then what's bothering you? Me? Oh, nothing. We're all set for Max Fun Drive to start on Monday, March 18th. I just didn't want you to see this coming. Check. What? Hang on! What about your families? Have your families seen you do stand-up? Yeah. It, well, I mean, that was a We disaster. try to discourage them. Well, just <laughs> I from mean, coming. I mean, my dad, no. I, I'm, I'm not a dirty comic. And at the beginning, I was a pretty, like, mainstream, you know, Starbucks and diet. I should, and I should also add that stuff. one of the things that was complicated with you accepting being with me and being gay was that you were just at, like, the five-year mark in stand-up. And you were just getting her first, like, TV, like, in laughs. Canada comedy special and her, everything her this whole is why persona, I yeah, her whole yeah her whole persona was that and all of her jokes were about who she was which was a straight single party girl so it's like there is also like how is this gonna and you had all these like arab gigs and you italian know. gigs and all of these ethnic gigs i'm like i'm gonna lose everything i came out to my parents before comedy. i came out in comedy because i was just that i knew that that was going to be a difficult you know i mean that material sounds helpful and, yeah <laughs> Honestly, it was it was good because people didn't know we were a couple for four years of until we got engaged. When we got engaged in New York, we were moving here already. We just posted on Facebook that we got engaged, and that is how we came out about our relationship and Iman being gay. What? So it, that was like a bomb of a. That was how, how long had you been 
together four, like, four, four years. years. Well, like Deanne knew, like a couple, like well, Deanne is just his best friend. Yeah, but a, a so couple, Deanne knew. Yeah, but and my friends knew, and, your and friends then my siblings, comedy, and then so people outside of comedy. But we we didn't tell people in comedy. But it was you because you didn't want to. What I needed time to world? write new material, and so it was a quite a and shock do all because of my people festivals and didn't all know of... we were together, and they didn't know you were gay, and yeah. now you were like, "Hey, here's my ring, everyone." Isn't it beautiful? Um, <laughs> and so that was. In retrospect, it was great because we had, I had four years plus the two before to like develop as a comedian on my own without being in a comedy couple, you know, and talk about other things because once we did come out, then it became like a duo act and everything. But yeah. Wow. Um, but yeah. So, um, but the parents and coming to stand up at the beginning, I was quite dirty. I was way all the time talking about being the- bisexual. Because the you know, way you I, got introduced on stage when your mother is there is my favorite. This Jess Solomon. <laughs> she sleeps with everybody. everybody. When I, my whole joke was like about like, this is a not the right assumption about bisexual people. Why do people <laughs> think this? But the host, I mean, I understand why she made the joke. She didn't know my mom was in the crowd. My mom already thought like, what is this? I, it was the beginning. I was bad at stand up. I would sweat a lot on stage when she was there. <laughs> and I didn't know, I just didn't know how to say no. And I didn't, wasn't properly drawing that boundary. And then and then I didn't, she didn't come for years. I told her no until, and then she came when I did the Tonight Show. And, and that was great. And that was actually good. She said, I will come, Jessica, but are you going to criticize Israel? <laughs> what, well, she and told what all her wearing? friends. <laughs> no, yeah, so I should say, broadly speaking, on my did side. You? Did you criticize Israel? I did. They let me. On they, the they didn't. Yeah, they actually didn't. It was well, very it was mild. Joke. It yeah. was a mild joke. But still, I mean, considering, they didn't give me any edits. It was really... Um, it was really cool. A uh, very cool experience. Uh, but the, um, like everything you want that experience to be. But the. We saw Cher. Cher was there. That, that was day. also another Unreal. very cool thing. She was the other guest? Yeah. So they it was taped just two and shows. Cher. No. <laughs> they taped two shows. The first show they taped that was airing that night was only Cher. And it was, her, she had a show on Broadway. And it was, so there was um, many shares backstage. Uh, there was young Cher, medium Cher real share, you know, and, um, that all play different parts of her life in the Broadway show. So that was, that was very exciting. Um, but yes, no, right before, uh, did she watch you? So she just, came, I just no, have to ask she, this not share. My mother did. Yeah. <laughs> oh yes. I just, if share, you know what I mean? That's the dream. It's not seeing share. It's Let share you. watching you do your thing. Let me That's tell you what, what happened with share. So share is very spectacular. She's spectacular. She's spectacular. I don't know if you've ever seen her in person, but the woman is flawless. Her body is ridiculous. She's 70 and she was wearing like these super fitted. I don't know what the outfit was, but it was like holy, a leotard jeans. She's unreal. And I'm, I'm a huge Madonna fan. So Michael Cox, the booker that booked Jess on The Tonight Show, Jess was getting her makeup done. And he's like, come watch Cher in rehearsal. And I'm like, no, thanks. I'm just going to hang with my wife. And he's like, come with me to watch Cher. Like at the She's side like, of right the stage. Here. I mean, are you're you going to be so yeah, close to her. What is wrong with you? And you're I'm like, missing a big opportunity. All right. And I was blown away. Like I literally, it's, she's just like. She's on. You almost started crying. I, I teared. I was so embarrassed because Michael Cox was like, had to like force me to go watch her. And now I'm like tearing <laughs> and I'm hiding my face so he doesn't see that I'm like crying and so moved by this woman. Yeah. I had goosebumps. She's ridiculous. So, all of that to say, Jet, she did not watch Jess, but when Cher <laughs> finished her performance, and of course she's a perfectionist, so she had to like run over her, her stuff like a million times. We ran so late. I threw her a party after the thing. Anyway, but after, so my taping was delayed by Cher, which fair enough. She, I've know? been bumped by less famous people. <laughs> so we're, so they're like, okay, everybody's like whispering in the hallway, you know, where all the uh, dressing rooms were. And they're like, Cher is going to walk by now. So, so yeah. everybody's like at the edge of the door of their dressing room pretending to be on just their be, phone just and like hanging busy, there. But obviously just because she's gonna walk down the hall yeah and then she walked down the hall and she passed by and she we looked at eye us contact. she did this and i she did a nod but like because i just didn't like just out of my mouth and i don't <laughs> i'm so embarrassed that i said this and thank god no one can ever hear me and i'm sure she did not hear me because but um i was like great job out there like as if i was just great like, job out there you know, like, you know, just the habit of like good set, but like, 
<laughs> like as if she would pat her on the ass. Yeah, that's wild. <laughs> you know, I feel like, but we're not responsible. First of all, just to say, she's she knows. Like we're not responsible yeah. for what I will tell you. One time, I was, um, I was getting up to go to the bathroom on a flight, and I and the bathroom door opened, and Car- it was Carol Burnett. Whoa. And I immediately burst into tears and I go, thank you for my job. Like, you know, so we're not responsible. Do you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like Carol Burnett, she was so nice because it's like, she literally was like, what do you mean? What are you in town for? And I like told her, you know, like, like gave her a so CD. Cute. Like, I didn't know what to do, you know, because it's I love like, because it's just Carol Burnett. So, of I mean, course. I just feel like it's, I feel, I feel like if you share the thing that is the most normal to you in the world is somebody saying a completely bonkers thing like who has ever said the right thing yeah like never there's nothing even right to say what is the right thing to say like there's no there's no there's nothing you can't prepare for that kind of moment and if you say great set share that's what comes out and that's what happened and that's just that's just that was the moment i know when yeah i mean i I also (laughs) when i first moved to la Anne hathaway walked into a restaurant that i was at with my sister and I yelled the princess diaries very loud. Yeah. <laughs> like it just, anyway, yeah. um, it's like a kind so, of like, um, reaction that you have when someone's like, it's a rapid fire question session, but you know, it, just any, well, cause it's not we're, our body. Our bodies are there too. Our minds are there <laughs> having an experience, but our bodies are also there. Yeah. Just yeah. trying to produce any result. Is this the right thing? No, it's not. <laughs> Why don't my knees work? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, my mom was, uh, I knew the thing with The Tonight Show would be that it would be very clean and, you know, TV set. There would be no uh, risk of her seeing another comedian. Like, you know, when she'd come to comedy at the beginning, God knows who else was going to pop up on that stage and say whatever. Just the environment of comedy was like a terrible thing for her to see. And um, I knew it that Tonight Show would be like a very cool experience with the dressing room and the 30 Rock and it, all of that was great. But, and she was very proud. Now she finally had something in comedy, which takes a while that she could tell her friends. And so she told everybody. But then I think she got a little bit nervous the night before. And that's when she was like, are you wearing something flattering? What are you saying about Israel? I've told all my friends to watch, you know? Right. Um, and and in the end, it was like, yeah, it, was perfect. it worked out. It worked out. Wow. Um, yeah. yeah. It does take a while to get that thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. But so, it's very beautiful when it happens. Yeah. Yeah. But then what happens thing. next? Now you're waiting for more things and more things. <laughs> no. Well, last time, you know, like, the pandemic came up and now there's yeah, a really good for, excuse. Yeah, That's true. <laughs> I also think that, I don't know, for me anyway, it was like this where it's like, like I got to, my parents got to see me on, TV, on television talking about being gay, which I think was huge for them to know that like I was going to still be okay. Um, and then because you had come out to, it wasn't like you came out on TV. Like they knew. No, it was like years and years and years before, but you know, they didn't have any reference points. They didn't like know out queer folks. They do now. They didn't Mm -hmm. before I came out. And so like they were, it was that thing of like, what is this going to be like? Is your life ruined? You know, like they just Mm -hmm. didn't have any framework. And so I think like, you know, the first time I was on television, the other guest on Craig Ferguson that night was like Jay Leno, who watched my set and then was like, lesbians rule. You know, I think my parents, oh, I was just yeah. like a I different saw framework. Set. I remember it was a big deal. It was a big was deal. Saying, yeah. Was he like, and, I feel like he said something about jean jackets or. Yeah. I yeah. It was like a like, like, lesbians are the future or something or. Yeah. Or you're the future or something. Like, it was something really encouraging. I yeah. I kind of remember this too now. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It was a whole thing. And like, so then I think my parents got to get that bit of validation. And then the, the next thing that happened that is like really cool is, and it, the Tonight Show also kind of falls in this category, but like, so seeing that other people wouldn't like reject me forever and yeah. that I wasn't going to be in pain forever, despite career choice and also or sexual orientation and like gender identity and what I was wearing and all that stuff. But I think the other thing for them is like, or what felt great was when I was able to show them something that they had like a reference point for. So the Tonight Show is that like, it was cool that I was on Craig Ferguson and they watched it, but it, it was very different when like, like I got to host an award show where like Lily Tomlin was honored and introduced her to my so mom cool. 
or like my mom got to, they got to come to a different a fundraiser um, where like Carol King was performing. So when they were like, oh, oh you know, like yeah, that's yeah. like a whole other thing when they're sure. like, I understand, you know, I mean, because I don't know what comedy, the, they wouldn't really get like people don't most people don't really get how it works, you know, um, and and really you're hopefully if you have nice parents who are just, uh, you know, they, what they want is they just, they worry about you. They want to know that you're going to be okay. That's another yeah. reason so I the, think parents have moments, a difficult time with gay kids I mean, I because they're worried about- I would my kid to be a comedian. Me neither. I don't, I think- <laughs> What I would, a terrible I life. I would, Actually, I would, you know being what? Being gay, I would make my preferred, yeah, but like, agreed. come on. Yeah. Let's do as best we can to keep any children that may <laughs> exist in the future out of this profession. Yes. It's not right for kids. <laughs> no. Well, we're going to send Mohammed Greenberg out, uh, out right. there to the open mics. <laughs> I mean, he'll become an instant celebrity with yeah, that Yeah, well, name. he'll check a lot of boxes. Yeah. <laughs> Mohammed Greenberg, can you imagine? But, uh, <laughs> yeah, comedy, what were we I, saying? Well, about parents. parents. I, I will say that with my parents. Parents, I, I don't want to speak for all Jews, but you have heard me say this, and yeah. this isn't true of like very religious Jews, but of the religions, I have in my experience felt that Jews are quite open more so on the sexuality and gender acceptance type of I, you know, Every gay person I know is, is in a relationship with a Jew. With a Jew. <laughs> this might be is a just me? Of, of being in New, I'm not. New York, but... So you're, you're not look, in a relationship one. with a Jew? There's no. not currently. Not have currently. I been in the past? Yes. Yes. <laughs> of course you have. I mean, you know, that's, yeah. I mean, Deanne's dating is a Jewish woman now. Anyway, I... Everybody she's, wanted she's like, to copy me and get a Jewish redhead. Yeah. Okay. Um, Actually, yeah, I was, it was redhead. It was redhead. <laughs> <laughs> look at that. Yeah. Um, but I will, yeah. So for, on my end, because I'd also had a relationship before Iman with a woman, it, that part wasn't the crazy part. The, but the it's harder still a difficult part, part. No, it is. As much as Jews are, you're so right. Jews are so progressive. It seems like more than other cultures when it comes to homosexuality. Yeah. Not the religious ones. We're talking about the sec secular Jews. Yeah. You know, and I feel like, you know, I'm always like, is is he Jewish or is he gay? Like, that's always my question. But uh, <laughs> and sometimes it's both. Sometimes it's one or the yeah. other. Yeah. Um, but I mean, the parents in general have a, have a difficult time with. Like, yes. But with in our case, the harder thing was that you the were Palestinian, Palestinian. Part. Yeah. And I mean, I've we've experienced performing for Jewish audiences um, and sometimes even older Jewish audiences that are, could be kind of conservative. And I swear they would love us. They would rather us break down every element of lesbian sex and whatever we've done, like, than talk about Israel. Like yeah. they would we don't rather hear your views about Israel, but tell <laughs> really? them what color is your dildo? Uh, yeah. Like they would <laughs> rather it be, be disgusting, <laughs> we dirty blue, than get, then, you know, then get involved in anything to do with, uh, well, I think cause everybody Israel, assumes that we're not going to be Zionists. Like when we did the, we did the podcast, the comedy seller podcast and we thought we were just like going on to talk about like, yeah, we work we, together in Jewish Palestine. Ha, we didn't ha, know ha. what we were walking into. But when we got there, I didn't realize that what's his name? What's his name? The, Noam. Noam was like a right wing guy. And as soon as we said that, he's like, so I'm pro-Israeli. And this is how we started like the conversation. What? And <laughs> I'm like. I, so he's like, I'm pro-Israel, by the way. And then I'm like, I'm trying to make light of the situation. I'm like, still? I thought we were going to talk about our Instagram part. I had, yeah, I had not We were not prepared for a, a <laughs> fight, for an hour and a half yelling match about Israel and Palestine. But yeah, I mean, the thing is, what's <laughs> that we ended up like all the comics were walking into the cellar, like being like, what the hell is going on here? We're just like screaming at each other. Then I literally don't even know who you're talking about. Can I ask you a question? Is yeah. this person from Israel? His, uh, his parents are. I think his parents are. Yeah. He Got owns it. the comedy cellar. The guy that owns the comedy Got cellar. It. Yeah. Got it. So we're screaming at each other. The, we finish recording the podcast. We go out on the street. He follows me on the street. I'm going to have a cigarette so we could scream at each other some more. And uh, we ended it with a hug. 
though. Yeah, I mean, we've never been back there. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I, we're, I'm well. But I'm you never going to work the cellar. But no, I don't but know about the you. thing that that happens, uh, which is that somebody like him, uh, or like a Jewish person who's like very pro-Israeli, they can at least like respect that you're defending your people. Yeah, but you're um, a traitor. I'm a traitor. Yeah. Anyway, this was a sidetrack. All to say <laughs> that the the. The the more controversial issue with our relationship on my side was the the political part of it, um, rather than the um, sexual orientation. It just yeah. always coincided too with like whenever I had tension with my in laws, uh, a war broke out in Gaza. You know, like it, all what the timing. First? I know exactly. Is it the tension between you me and what? my mother in law, or is it Gaza and Israel? Right. <laughs> well, also my, my, I think they didn't ever think that you were going to come out. So oh, yeah, at that's first, another thing. I, told, I was quite early open with my, with my parents about being with Iman and they were like pretty cool about it. Cause I, you know, she was breaking up with me and she wasn't out about the relationship and they had their stereotypes of like, she would never do that to her Muslim parents. God knows what would happen to her. You know, she's going to get honor killed. Yeah. And then when we got serious and you came out to your parents and they saw that we we're moving to New York and, and it was you were, still you, alive, you were still alive, they were like, Oh, now, <laughs> now we have a problem. <laughs> so Iman, on your side, yes. Um, the Israel piece, the yeah. the Jewish piece. How does that yeah. go down? Uh, like I tell everybody, if I came out to my parents and I was like, "Hey, um, I'm dating a Muslim girl," they would be as upset. It's not like, "Oh, she's Jewish," that this is bad. It's like any girl is bad, you know. Um, and I think my family always knew that I wasn't like when I got to Canada and just saw like so many different culture, I grew up in the middle East. Everybody's an Arab around me, Arabs, Arabs everywhere, you know, <laughs> and I get to Canada and I'm, I have Greek friends and Jewish friends and black friends. And okay, like, they're popular. We get it. <laughs> but, um, I was, I, I think I told my parents, like, as soon as we landed in Canada, like there's no way I'm marrying within our culture. Like this is going to be mixed. I think it's a sign from God that we should mix it up because mixed people are more attractive than one race people, you know? So I think they always expected that I was going to marry outside of the faith, but did not expect that I would marry inside of the gender. Is that how it is? <laughs> outside of the faith, <laughs> kept it inside of the gender. I don't know. Um, yeah. And Jew, honestly, Jewish, I, I, I always love Jews. A I have a Jewish fetish. I think my parents were aware. Have you, have you seen the movie Disobedience, Cameron? The best movie in history? Yes, I have definitely seen Disobedience. It's such a good movie. It's my favorite movie. It, it, it launched my lesbian puberty, as you'd like yeah, to say. Yeah, because Iman's kind of gone through <laughs> lesbian puberty in our marriage because she didn't right. ever, you know. So she's been just going down that Netflix hole. Well, I think it's a great movie. I will say, uh, I love the spitting scene. <laughs> sure, of course. Is that what you were going to say? No, I was just going to say, like, not like way less sex and way more Rachel McAdams' husband than I would have preferred. So, mm -hmm. I, if you liked that movie, yeah. I can't wait to give you a list of other movies. Please that have do even more, even less husband now with a. With like seventy percent less husband. That's I'm always. I mean, I just love that but love scene so much. It's I like six minutes good. long. It's so good. A lot of it is taking They're off very all the layers of orthodox. Do you know Jewish that they both clothing. got pregnant after filming this movie? I think everybody was getting in the mood. That makes sense. You know, I just sense. can't believe They're, they stayed straight because that was chemistry. so hot. Seriously, yeah, they do. But yeah, well, I, I want your list. Uh, yeah, absolutely. No problem. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> if you're into like weird, slow and dramatic sex scenes, might may I recommend Desert Hearts? If you're Ooh. into really uh -huh. well choreographed sex scenes, may I recommend Bound? Anyway, we can keep going. Wow, I don't know I, any of these. No, and I, I, I like watched a lot of. I, I'm pretty sure I showed you Bound. You showed me Bound. Maybe Bound sounds familiar. Well, that's, you're very lucky. It's a very good movie. <laughs> uh, I I. Am mindful of time, and just because of it being two pals, 
I feel like we just started talking, but it is actually like the end of the episode. <laughs> Part two, please. <laughs> yeah, I just, it's, it, and so now, based only on what the clock on my phone says, I think it's actually time for me to ask you to shout out a queero, um, which is a person, place, or thing that made you feel like you could be who you are today. Can can both of you shout out a queero? Just Solomon, uh, <laughs> you made me so queer. I I did. my dear. Okay. Oh no. <laughs> um. I I think for me, uh, I don't know the the first sort of interest I had. I think it was like the first examples of um. They would they weren't well. I I would say Madonna in a suit. Like in the early, you know, like her, her set, her, her book, um, and her all of her, her have. sex book. I have it right there. And, um, yeah, all of her sort of masculine posing and sort of the way that she dominated the stage and men on stage and that kind of like gender bending, um, fashion and her attitude, um, was something that really made a mark on she did everything you're not supposed to do and she did it so well and i agree huge madonna fan i think i might have come out earlier if the brat came out earlier the brat yeah you know the rapper the brat i do she was always <laughs> she was always kind of like you know butchy masculine but i thought she was just like sporty and i like out of my group of friends i was always the sporty spice and i i was just i didn't realize that she was gay maybe if she came out back then I might have come out. It's all the brat's fault. The brat. <laughs> I actually like, still didn't know that that person publicly identified as, oh, as anything. So congrats. No. That's oh, amazing. Yeah, I, think, I think quite recently, actually. Yeah, um, yeah, I missed recently. that. There's been a few things in the news, and I don't know how that one got dropped. <laughs> oh, I um, can't believe but it. I, uh, I just want to say. Your Twitter feed, Cameron, and, and broaden it a little bit. So I just want to <laughs> say that, like, I really appreciate what you said, just because, like, you know, I don't think I don't think that culturally we talk about Madonna that way, like at all. I think that, um, well, first of all, she's sort of had like an odd couple of years recently. recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that those, like, her transition to like a digital space is almost like tough because she's just been she's just been famous and successful for so long. It's like, how can you? The thing about a digital space is it like breaks down the boundaries. You get to really see how somebody lives and somebody that's been like that successful for that long. It's almost like, no, please don't ever show us what's happening for this. We shouldn't you know, be able to be close to her. We shouldn't be able to be close. I, yes, I would. Yes. I prefer the mystery in that particular situation. But <laughs> I do think that like, I mean, I think of her also in a league of their own, you know. Um, yeah, she just, I, I really did love her music growing up. But I also, I don't think I ever... Like, I just thought of her as, like, her sort of um, response to Italian being Italian Catholic, because I, too, am Italian Catholic, and I was like, cool, Madonna, cool. Yeah. When we went to—I went to go see her with my parents. My mom brought, bought me tickets. Like, I can't remember what tour it was, but um, a flame—like, a, like, light-up flaming cross came down, and my dad sat down oh my God. <laughs> with his arms crossed, which is very funny, because it's like, Dad, this is truly, like— like it's like it's actually old hat in this in this arena. Like there's nothing less interesting than Madonna burning a cross. What are we doing here? You know? Did you just did you just get more? But um, I don't think we talk about her gender bending and her. Um, I think it's really cool that you brought that up. I love that. I, I really like. I that was something I was really fascinated with. Um, dad's coming to stuff. Speaking of gay movies, did you guys see High Art? Do you remember that movie? Of course. Yes. So we, I saw it in the theater with my dad, my mom, and my <gasps> sister in a tiny <gasps> movie theater in Montreal whenever it came out. And normally I was like, and I, I wasn't like gay or out or I didn't, didn't, wasn't like kind of aware of, I don't think at that point. And, um, but you know, just when you're watching a movie with your parents, you're like, oh no, please like, don't shoot up again. Don't go down on her. Like, please don't like, cause you're with your parents. But if you were like, not with them, you'd be like, please again, again, again. But, um, no, my dad walked right out of that movie theater. <laughs> well, and the rest of us stayed and watched my mom and sister and I stayed and watched it. It was so good. And then we met him outside about and he's like, I don't, 
what, what was it just a, it's just a slice of life? What, I don't understand what the what the point was, you know? It, and he's like, well, I'm sure we could have seen something else. And, and like, anyway, the only other thing was uh, the negotiator at the time. Anyway, we're like, oh, okay, dad, the negotiator. Well, this time. then let us leave uh, <laughs> each other with thoughts of Ali Sheedy, Rada Mitchell. And what is the woman's name? She plays the sister in Six Feet Under. And she's also in the station agent. Anyway, yeah. she's in high art. Yeah. She plays the German girlfriend. Yeah. And she's amazing in that movie. And she's... a line that she says that I think about over and over again is, she's a teenager. So <laughs> let's just take a minute. She's very upset with Ali Sheedy. And just think about how, how good that is. Um, it was great to see you too. Yeah, you, you too. too. You too. Absolutely. And Thanks thank for you for rescheduling. Us. Sure. Because yeah. I had a terrible splitting headache last time. It was great to see you too. Happy day thank you congrats to us maybe maybe we don't know we're and prayer um, hand emoji real hand real hand prayer yes exactly. <laughs> <laughs> i call this a prayer hand emoji it's actually my real hand uh, <laughs> <laughs>